its jacket and hoodie weather outside, but we're like the warm indoors. Grab your coffee and sit a spell with us. Covering the valley with over 10,000 watts of power, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Someone asked me, uh, why do you whistle along with that song? The short answer? Because I can. Yeah, it kind of makes you want to whistle. Because a bit. I, I I can whistle and it's kind of, it's a whistling kind of song for heaven's sakes. Make me makes me feel good. Uh, walking in sunshine inside and out. Sunny today. A high around 57. Pretty much the same thing all week long. Will be sunny in the upper 50s, low 60s all week until we hit Friday. Temperatures stay the same, but a really hefty chance of rain on Friday and then Saturday and Sunday back to sunny and. Uh, Pleasant temperatures again, as uh, Adam Fike told us earlier, Bob. Looks like we've got a nice stretch of weather pretty much up to at least Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, and as I know, because I went to deer camp uh, last year, it was really, really cold. We had a real, uh, it was a short uh, spell, but it was a real cold uh, spell, Howard, where it got down single digits, at least it did in Ritchie County, but it doesn't look the case this year. Maybe it'll be like one week off. It seems like this new rotation uh, seems like everything through the year is put off like one week. Yeah, we're just, I just, you just never know. I mean, I, all we have to do is listen to Adam and see what he has to say. And I guess he, we'll count on him to do all the work for us because the idea of knowing what the season is going to bring is just gone by the wayside. You used to know what this, you know, well, we are now in. You know, the holiday season, the Thanksgiving season, we know what it's going to be. But no, you don't know anymore. But but again, Howard, just going by my memory, and I know people are going to hit up the Frio Stack auction service uh, text line. I know nothing is like it used to be, nope. but I know one thing. It wasn't in the 60s when I was a kid in November. Nope. I mean, it was cold. It was snowy. And then, as, you know, becoming a hunter, November is a big month. Once in a blue moon, but it would maybe last, what, 24 hours, you would get a spell maybe – where you think, man, it's 60 degrees out here, but it wasn't like a week of it like we're having. I'm not going to get into any politics of it at all, but anybody who doesn't look around and see that the weather is changing, I don't know how to define it or what is changing to or from or why. don't want to get into all of that. But if you don't know the weather is changing, if you don't look at February last year, this this year, where we were, where we were, I think we were in the 80s in February, weren't we? Or I mean, it was one day. It was 80 degrees. Yes, in February, and in the, this past winter, we had like two inches of snow all winter long. I mean, maybe a little bit more than that, but we didn't have anything that was amounted to a major snowfall. Now, you know, year from year after year, things are different, but. This is the norm anymore. Everything is different. It really is. And again, I don't think we'll ever know the, the complete answer on what's causing this. It could be just that's the way it's going to be for a while. West Virginia could turn into California. How, I mean, you're dealing with Nate. How do we know what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. And um, But something is happening. I know this. Look at your calendar and, and go back and test your memory. Was it like that when you were a kid? I, I don't think so. Yeah, just put, uh, just, just put, 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 put a couple years side by side. On, you know, in your mind or on a piece of paper and say, oh, look what it was this year, that year, this year, they're, you know. 
And Howard, we all got uh, sleds for kids uh, as kids in Christmas. We didn't stand them up in the corner of the house and just we used them. I, How many times on Christmas Day did you use your brand new sled? That was the great thing. Christmas Day, snow, whoa, let's go outside and, you know. You get a kite for Christmas. Oh, well, I'll go out and fly my kite. Go <laughs> over me and fly the kite. Um, I don't think there ever, I don't think there was even a sled riding type snow last year, was there? No. I, I mean, there may just, have been enough snow on the ground that somebody said, oh, I'm going to go. But a little dusting, yeah. There was no. So, anyways, I'm not going to try and put this in any kind of political context or whatever, climate change or whatever, El Nino. Here's, the, here's what I do know. It ain't the way it used to be. And it's not just because Bob and I are old. We do remember the old days, but it's because things ain't the way they used to be. And if you want to get really see the example, take a picture of some of the glaciers and see where they used to be and where they are now. And those things are melting too. So the world world is changing, I guess. And I know somebody's going to somehow tell me it's Biden's fault or <laughs> something like that. 30-stack auction service text line is open and available, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Tomorrow on the show, the... Uh, you know, Bob, there are every year there's the National Spelling Bee, right? And sometimes it's fun to play a little with Spelling Bee. Uh, the National Civics Test is underway this week. So we're going to take the National Civics Test tomorrow. I'll do a lot better with that than spelling. I, I, I would have a hard time spelling Spelling Bee, Howard. Spelling Civics, yeah. <laughs> so the National Civics Test tomorrow, U.S. Chamber of Commerce is sponsoring that. We're going to talk about that and have some fun with that. Tom Scateri will be in on Wednesday morning. Uh, Chad Thalman, who is the vice mayor of the city of Wheeling, and he would like to be the mayor. His logo line, I saw it on his uh, material, Bob. You know what it is? I haven't heard it yet. Continue the comeback. Huh. Like going to pass the baton. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an interesting, so that's an interesting uh, phrase he's, he, he used. We'll see how that all plays out. But Chad with us on, uh, on Wednesday, just so you know. Tomorrow night he will make his official announcement. Uh, I think I may go to that. Make his official announcement that he's running for mayor. And I'll be curious to see who's there, by the way. Will his colleague Rosemary Ketchum be there? Wishing him well. I'd, well. Will Mayor Elliott be there? Yeah. Is he going to take sides? I'm really curious to see if Mayor Elliott's going to take sides in this. Well, you can go and wish him well you can, and, and not, not take sides, right? You, you certainly can. Are you and, taking sides, Howard? Uh, well, I don't know yet. At some point, I, I again, we now know these are the – well, Denny Magruder I did not expect, but he was the first one to announce – I, I knew that Rosemary Ketchum was going to run. I've known that all along, and I've known that Chad's going to run, even though he tells on the show all the time, I will make my decision later. He's doing a Joe Manchin. Jim, think about that. He did a Joe Manchin thing. All right, I will let you know. I've not yet made up my mind. Yes, you have. But anyway, um, but I've said all along, I believe there are others to get into the race. I want to see what the whole field looks like first. And then will I pick a, pick a, 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 a horse to ride? I don't know if I will or not. We'll sit, wait and see. 9-16, 16 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So uh, I've asked this question before, and I'm going to ask it to my friend Matt Robeson coming up next. Does any judge in any of these cases that Donald Trump is involved in, does any judge dare to find him in contempt of court and send him to jail? We'll talk about that and much more on the political front coming up with Matt Robeson next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. 
visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers and you'll find service from experienced professionals real steel find yours at steelusa.com Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Menards 11% sale ends Thanksgiving Day. Freshen up your home with a paint that's washable, scrubbable, and stain-resistant. Dutch Boy Forever Interior Paint and Primer in One features Arm & Hammer odor-eliminating technology. Don't wait and pick up a gallon of flat for $29.98 after 11% rebate. Now at Menards. Stores closed Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menards.com. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Don't just listen, be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Call or text us at 304 214 1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain, choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. I'm not buying till I check Doan Ford. We know you work hard every day. How about a change of pace in your normal routine? Let Jill's Gentleman's Club take you away from the reality of the real world for a few hours. Stop by after work or on the weekend and let the gorgeous dancers at Jill's strip away your troubles and worries. There's no better way to relax than sipping on a cold beverage while enjoying the stage show of one of the many house dancers at Jill's. And Jill's is the perfect place for that bachelor or divorce party. For a great read, check out Jill's blogs on jillsatclassact.com. Like us on Facebook, too. Located off I-70, exit 11, Dallas Pike. The nights get cooler. Trees shed their leaves. It's autumn in the Ohio Valley. Seasons may change, but you can always count on your morning news and information, plus good conversation right here. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. Second cup of coffee, I still can't face the dawn. The radio is playing a soft country song. And if I don't stop this trembling hand from reaching for the phone, I'll be reaching for the bottle, Lord, before this day is done. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if it was going to be a true country song, and of course it was. Got reaching for the bottle there. 9.20 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. It is um, 36 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 36 at the Highlands, 38 in my backyard in Elm Grove at the home studios, where I am not, and 39 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny today, a high of 57, pretty much the same thing all week long, with the exception of Friday when it will be a... Very rainy day. I always enjoy talking to my friend Matt Robeson, a former uh, congressional uh, staffer, a former political consultant, and um, a podcaster, uh, writer for a number of online blogs and all that kind of good stuff. And when we get together, we talk uh, We talk the big political stories. Matt, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Always a pleasure. 
I want to I want to talk about Trump, and I want to spend a good bit of time talking about sort of the sidelights of the Trump story. But let me shift gears, if you don't mind. Let's talk about Biden for a minute. How how's, how much trouble is Biden in? You know, these polls that came out last week, two separate polls showing Trump beating him in key background states, and you know, there's a huge fear among the Democrats now that Trump is is, is going to win, and maybe maybe Biden should go, maybe somebody else should take over. Uh, how how much trouble is Biden in in your professional opinion? I feel like the guy with his head in the icebox and his feet in the oven. And on average, I feel fine. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm riven by two conflicting impulses here, Howard, because I'm a Democrat, which means that I am congenitally worried all the time. I'm like a rabbit. I'm nervous <laughs> about every shadow. On the other hand, I, you know, I, I, I like polling. I believe in data. I'm a, I'm a data-driven guy. And so, you know, I have both of those impulses happening at the same time. Look, um, it's not good. The situation he's in today is not good. And you can read any number of polling outfits, the New York Times, CNN. There's a new analysis that they reported on in Politico this morning, a new statistical analysis. And, you know, you can, you can look at that and, and say the situation is not good. The problem is that all of these things are very artificial. They're very, very artificial. Because what you're asking people is, if the election were held today, for whom would you vote, if we want to invoke the grammar police? And what people are saying is, is one answer. But that's like, hey, um, if you had wheels, would you be a Trans Am or a Camaro? It's like, well, I don't. Um, this is inherently a fantasy here. And the election is not today. And what is not happening today is we have not had a campaign. We have not had the future happen. We don't know if Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon. There's all of the all of the $14 billion that is projected to be spent on the election has not happened yet. And so I, I don't feel good. Of course, I don't feel good. But I look at last week's election results and I say... Yes. We have some very powerful messaging tools on our side. We have some very important data points yet to happen. And all things being equal, do I would I prefer to be, if this were a game of poker and this is not a game, would I prefer to be Biden or Trump? I, I In terms of winning the election, I'd still prefer to be Biden. So I... I I'm I'm very uncomfortable. Are you are you uncomfortable? Well, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, if if uh, a pollster were to call me and ask me, do you uh, are you uh, aggressively in support of Joe Biden for president? I would say no. I mean, I, will I vote for him against Donald Trump? The answer is yes. But do I think he's the best candidate that we have right now? Probably not. Um, I think first place. You have to believe polling, and I do believe polling, and I use polling a lot to make my points. But I also think you've got to be careful in looking at polls. And I think you also have to recognize that polls are a moment in time, and we're far away away from the election, far, far, far away from the the, uh, the nominating process. So uh, I, I don't know. What, I don't know if you how you interpret this or not. Maybe sometimes I look at polling as a way to see where your weaknesses are and then figure out how to get around them. Um, but I've never known an election, Matt, where it is hard, so hard to figure out what's going to happen. 
we do yeah. have we we have a, a a key candidate who is far and away the most popular according to polling candidates on the Republican side of things Donald Trump who is currently in the midst of multiple trials and who very conceivably will end up being a federal felon come election time. I mean, that puts a big question mark over everything. Um, and then Biden out there, there are a lot of question marks about that. It's hard for me to figure. Maybe Joe Manchin's my answer. Can I give you one one number that I think explains a lot of what's going on right now and may give people – I don't know, some comfort if they're Democratic leaning. Um, I don't know what if, if it should make people feel better or worse, honestly. But I think it explains a heck of a lot. The number is 10. 10 minutes. It's a good movie. Oh, On, oh, oh, oh yeah, that, that too. <laughs> On my uh, – Bo Derek, right? Yes, On my On my podcast, Beyond Politics, I was interviewing a pollster, Ian Smith, very, very insightful guy. And he did a fascinating study, one of the most interesting things that I've heard in politics in a long time. He was describing how he had done this study of suburban women, persuadable voters. But instead of asking them polling questions or focus grouping, he asked them to keep track of their time. And for weeks, they, they, they tracked how much time they spent consuming news, especially mm. political news. And the number was 10, 10 minutes per week. Mm -hmm. And for those who like a little bit of extra math in the, with their morning coffee, that is 0.1% of their time. And so if you think about for a second, what you had for dinner last night, now think about what you had for dinner the night before, and keep going back a few days, you, you find pretty quickly that it's really, really hard. And you're spending a heck of a lot more time than 10 minutes eating dinner. And that's how little time per week people are paying attention to this stuff. You and I, we're in it. We're reading it. We're talking about it. We're, this is part of our profession. But for most regular normie people, this is very, very bottom of mind. And so I, I think what you said a moment ago is very, very true. It is really important that we don't know not only what the future holds, but also we have not had a campaign. We have not had the intense media focus on this. This has not been the number one thing that people are reading about, thinking about, hearing about for months on end, which it will be in 2024. That will lead to a very, very different landscape. I like your 10-minute uh, statistic because it is a point that I think I, speaking for myself, and I suspect many of us in the chattering class forget, as you point out, I spend my entire day with my phone in front of me reading various and sundry news sites and seeing what's going on and digging around, looking for things, uh, talking to people, but more important, just reading, 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 reading. That's that's why I have all this stuff in my head and bring it to the show, and I guess it makes a good show. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not normal. Now, my listeners do not text me about that. I know I'm not normal in other ways, too. But, I mean, I'm not normal. You're not normal in the amount of political news that we consume. The average person goes through their life, you know, catching a story here, there, everywhere, and they're kind of aware that Trump and Biden are, you know, probably going to be running and— they're aware of certain things, but they're not, I don't want to use the word passionate about, they're not even overly aware of it. And I think that's that's really important. And let me draw a distinction. Let me follow up on that if I can, Matt. 
What happened in Ohio last week with the two uh, issues, one, issue one and issue two, the abortion issue and the um, recreational marijuana issue? They had overwhelming support. And I talked to a lot of people who said, oh, this means that the Democrats are going to turn things around in Ohio. No, it doesn't. Because on those issues, there was passion. General public got more up involved in abortion and in the recreational marijuana thing. Therefore, they cared enough to go vote and to vote you know, in, in their way. I don't think that translates into a general feeling about voting for any elected official. Um, issues are one thing. Uh, candidates are something else. I think you're right. Although there were a couple of interesting experiments that were run in the election last week. One of them was this abortion question, and we saw it on the ballot in Ohio, and we saw it uh, on the ballot very much in Virginia, um, you know, to uh, abutting states for, for all of your listeners there. And it's interesting that much like we saw in the midterms in 2022, abortion was the sort of the central tentpole, the, the, the lightning strike that organized and rallied voters who generally took the Democratic side. Yes, on the referenda in Ohio, it wasn't necessarily tied to the Democrats, but um, in Virginia, it was very much tied yes. to the Democratic candidates. And, you know, I on on Beyond Politics, on my on my podcast, I've had many times the former chairman of the Ohio Democratic Party, David Pepper, talking about their organizational efforts. I think people in the state, you know, through the Democratic Party around issues like these referenda. And I, I can tell you that people in the state are very aware what time it is politically. So that's one set of data, point, data points. And I, I do think that Democrats are going to draw some major lessons from that. The other interesting one is Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. Um, you know, his reelection, which was not driven by abortion um, and was run very much to overcome $74 million spent against him and a campaign focused on trying to tie him to Joe Biden and the economy. And he won. He won by five points. And so that's a very interesting data point that suggests that there are things embedded in what Joe Biden has accomplished as president that people really like. Do they love the packaging? Do they love the term Bidenomics? No, probably not. But um, they, they like the accomplishments, and there is an opportunity there for Democrats to run around positive issues that voters care about. So two different stories, two different places. Um, but overall, I, I think it's good news that there are these two slightly different pathways that have led to victory for Democrats. Well, you certainly identify a couple of things that did happen and that are positive news for Democrats. I want to go back to the 10-minute story, though, that you know most people are only spending about 10 minutes a week with political news, because the other side of that, or, or, or one of the uh, implications of that is the general public only gets a glancing headline here or there. I'm thinking, for example, they're not getting any real information about how the economic policies of Joe Biden are actually working in the macro sense. They're not, what they're getting is the little drive-by headline that says Biden is senile. And that's what sits in their mind because they're not doing any more research. They're not doing any more reading. They're just living with that, that little tidbit that wafts along into their head while they're doing their 
laundry or whatever. Um, and I, I think that's that's a problem too. Maybe this will change as we get closer to the election because I, you know we're still a year away from the actual election and about six months away from from a nomination nominating uh, candidates. Um, let me ask you this, just because we've talked about it here on the show, and then I'll talk about Trump in the next segment. But um, I, I don't think Biden will drop out. But if not Biden, I mean, this talk, you know, David Axelrod last week said, uh, you know, maybe Biden should consider dropping out because of these polls. If not Biden, who? Is there anybody out there? I don't think there is now. I think that I, I'm more open minded than I think most Democratic analysts to the idea that, who knows, maybe the Democratic Party would be better off if Joe Biden had announced, I'm not running for re-election, and there had been a, a, yes. a fresh nominating process. I'm open-minded to that. We will never know, because at this point, what you really need is a time machine for Joe <laughs> Biden to have made that decision six months ago. Yeah. At this point, I mean, one, one of the newest sets of polls, if, if we're going to credit polling data, one of the newest sets of polling data out this morning suggests that Donald Trump would beat Biden in the Electoral College, 292 to 246 for what it's worth. It's called um, precision without accuracy. But it also shows that Donald Trump would beat Kamala Harris or Gavin Newsom. And you get a different, slightly different story if you look at the New York Times poll results. And so the point is, it goes back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, Howard, that, that we really don't know what the next year is going to hold. And it's very hard. You can make a case for Gretchen Whitmer. You can make a case for Jared Polis. There are talented Democratic Party leaders um, who could have run, who, you know, they could they could make strong candidates. But, uh, you know, it, it's just it's unknowable at this point, and it's sort of not really a practical question. Now, it look, right. I mean, you know, it, I think the reality is um, we're sort of pot committed at this point, to put it in poker terms. And I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I, I think it's worth talking about if and only if, you know, if the president has a, a major, like, health crisis, then, you know, there's technically still a, a couple months before we start nominating. But this this horse has left the barn door and is several miles down the road in my mind. I, I would agree with you, and and I, I agree. If if a better choice in my mind, and I said this at the time, if Biden had said I'm going to be, if he'd said I'm going to be a one term president, I'm going to support somebody, whoever else may have come forward. Um, we're past that point. Now there's nobody there. The Republicans, at least, if Donald Trump is out of the picture, for whatever reason. There are other Republican candidates out there right now vying for the Republican vote. There is no such thing happening on the Democrat side of things. So, uh, you know, Trump, Biden, well, if Trump is for some reason pulled from the game board, there are other players that can step up. If Biden's pulled from the game board, there's just nobody there. Uh, and, and I'm not sure who it is. Kamala Harris? Uh, that would be, a, I think, a disaster, quite frankly. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. Um, but it's all unknowable. That's the whole point. It's all unknowable. Never have I ever seen an election like this one where I just I can't even begin to figure out. Heck, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. 
let alone right. what's going to happen next week. I want to tell well, you. Well, I'll just I'll tell you in 15 seconds that that political prognosticators, analysts who use polling or who use what they call the fundamentals of the economy or incumbency. There, this is an unprecedented set of circumstances. They don't know either. And anyone who tells you different is selling you something. We'll take a break. Matt Robeson is with us here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm going to talk about Donald Trump for a minute or two when we come back here. You can stick around, right, sir? Absolutely. All right, quick break. Um, Rebecca, am I right, Bob? Rebecca's here today, right? I can lose track of time. Rebecca. Rebecca Little's here with the High Valley Headlines. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little. Here's a look at your headlines for this Monday, November 13th. The National Park Service reports that the Steep Valley Fire, which began on November 6th in the New River Gorge National Park, has resulted in the burning of nearly 2,000 acres. In an update yesterday, the National Park Service said that there has been minimal fire activity since the last update due to some rain on Friday. As of Sunday morning, the fire was still burning in the War Ridge and Bacchus Mountain area of the New River Gorge, but it is now 50% contained. Officials said that the area is drying back out and the fire activity is expected to increase again. Meanwhile, West Virginia is taking a stand against human trafficking through its Businesses Against Trafficking program. Stickers containing a helpline number and website will be provided by Secretary of State Mac Warner to any participating business. These stickers can be placed into discrete locations where potential victims might see them and then covertly seek assistance. With an annual re-registration of 140,000 companies in the state, Warner envisions a significant impact on curbing highway traffickers. And continuing coverage now, Walmart at the Highlands is back to normal operations today. However, earlier on Sunday, the situation was different. Store employees confirmed to 7 News that a server outage had temporarily halted transactions, leading to a brief closure of the store. The exact cause of the server issue remains unclear, but businesses were reportedly back on track within a few hours of that disruption. Meanwhile, Center Market is hosting its annual Small Business Saturday on November 25th to promote local businesses this holiday season. The holiday shopping event will feature a balloon drop at 10 a.m. and they're offering coupons and prizes donated by local businesses. Shopping small helps support community businesses and find some unique gifts. That was a look at your headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a great Monday, everybody. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clairsville. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Facebook Live video up, so I can't dance. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, again, those of you trying to figure out what I'm doing with Facebook Live, I, I don't, we're not doing the whole show on Facebook Live. Uh, but I, every once in a while, I wanted to pop on, 
put a little Facebook Live video up on our Facebook page, remind you all that we're here. And um, I've been doing a little bit more of it today than I did last week, but uh, it's just a little pop in, pop out. It's kind of fun to see a lot of people. Even one of my old pastors here I'm watching this, this, as a matter of fact. Um, so we're on, but I'm turning it off, turning it on. It, don't expect it to be a regular routine thing. We do have all new cameras here in the studio. We have all new lights coming. We have a switcher here. We will be doing a full-fledged video cast one of these days, but not today. I'm just throwing a little bit of Facebook Live up there. So if I go on, I go off. Don't you know, it's just not just when you can watch us, you can watch us. Matt Robeson is with us. Matt is uh, our, one of our key political consultants and analysts here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Matt, there's a question. Washington Post asked a question a couple of weeks ago, which I thought was interesting. It said a judge judges could send Trump to jail for contempt. Does any judge dare to do that? And your assignment to me is to, is to answer that question. That is, wow. <laughs> that is tough. Oof. Um, I, I mean, okay, I'll get, I'll give you my, my quick one. Um, no, 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 very, very, very unlikely. Um, I, I, I think that the judges, and there are different trials, different judges involved here, but I think we've already seen that they will try to use every means at their disposal, and they have many, um, to try to corral Donald Trump, to try to restrain him, and to try to limit the worst of his offenses, including threatening court uh, staff, jurors, um, the judge themselves. But Look, the judges are very aware of two dynamics here. One is the possibility that all of these trials will be subject to an appeal. And I am not a legal analyst. Um, I have top-level legal analysts on my show. So I want everyone to subscribe to Beyond Politics. And I will commit to you that I will have back someone like Barb McQuaid, who was on a couple of weeks ago, or Joyce Vance, or one of these other smart former prosecutors who can walk us through um, the, the odds of appeal and what judges think about when they think about what might happen on appeal. I am confident, though, the judges do not want these trials to get overturned because of something they did. That is bad for everyone. Um, and so they're going to be very cautious about that. The other thing, of course, though, is that the judges are super smart people who are very aware of the politics here. Trump's strategy is delay, win, kill. What I mean by that is delay and drag out these trials as much as possible to give himself a chance to win, not in the trials, which I'm sure, Sure. yeah, Yeah. in the election, and then to kill all of them or pardon himself or all of the above. Or, that or, is or, or simply tell the Justice Department to, to, to drop all charges and that kind of thing, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And this, so there's, there's that, that is far and away what he's aiming for here. And the judges are going to, again, they, they know, I mean, they're, they're trying to keep things inside the courtroom, but they, they know what's going on outside the courtroom. And they're not going to do anything that leans into his quest to evade justice. So I think they're I think they're going to be very very cautious in how they proceed and use every other means at their disposal before jailing him for contempt or something like that. I I I, I agree with your conclusion, but maybe I, I do it from a different perspective. I think they are nervous about um, 
violent reaction if he were thrown in jail. Uh, I won't go so far as saying another insurrection, but I, I think they worry a lot about what uh, the, the, the aggressive Trump supporters would do if uh, he were to show up in an orange jumpsuit. I think that's one of the things that really keeps him from that. On the other hand, Matt, here's, here's what I keep asking myself. If you or I violated the orders the court set down when we were a, a, a defendant, we would be sent to jail. He has violated the gag order. He's already been been fined at least twice by Judge, I think it was in Judge Erzeron's case. I did, I, like you, I lose track of which case is which, but I think he's been fined twice for violating the gag order uh, financially. At some point, if you or I did that, at some point we go, that's it, the money's not working. I'm sending you to jail. Should he get any different treatment than the rest of us? Well, look, it is possible, and again, I will, um, I will commit to you that I will drag one of these expert legal analysts back onto my show, and I'll ask them about this. I mean, the other thing that could be going on here is if you have an employee at your business and, you know, you start to have problems with them, you might create a paper trail. Right. You know, you might start to document like, hey, um, you know, Robeson's showing up late and he's, uh, you know, being abusive to coworkers or whatever it is. Um, actually, I would never do any of those things. I don't want to associate <laughs> my name with them. Um, you know, it, it could be that what the judges will try to do here is sort of an escalating series of penalties short of but leaving open the possibility that they would jail him. Um, and, you know, it's the kind of thing where showing that kind of a record of paper trail of escalating sanctions could be helpful if, if there's grounds on appeal for, oh, you know, we were treated unfairly, there was bias, whatever it is that, that the attorneys would be claiming. So I, I do, I, I guess it is possible. Um, you know, I mean, here's a question back to you. Let me, let me ask you this one. Um, Trump's attorneys in the federal uh, case tied to the insurrection and his attempts to overturn the election. Trump's attorneys just filed to have the trial be televised in, uh, again, you know, like, uh, unlike the, the policy that exists mm -hmm. uh, for federal trials are not televised. They want to overturn that and they want this televised. Is this, if they get their way, Jack Smith has opposed this, but if they get their way, is that necessarily a bad thing? No. In fact, I, I think I would, uh, I would hope it is televised um, because Trump's demeanor, whether he's on the witness stand, which could happen again, or whether he is simply in the courtroom, uh, is so bizarre that I think it may be enough to, to move some people away from, his, uh, from voting for him. I just think he's uh, crazy enough, and I think he's crazy enough if he's on television to do something that would get him himself in serious trouble. No, I think it should be televised. What do you think? I am split again, head in the icebox, feet in the <laughs> oven. But I think of the example, and we talked about it on your show, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think of the example of those early COVID daily press conferences that Trump was holding. Mm -hmm. And for a while, there was a lot of hand-wringing from Democrats about gosh, he's getting all this airtime and he's looking good and presidential. And then he said that we should inject cleaner into ourselves. And he started acting like a crazy person because he is a crazy person and he can't help himself. And before long, his advisors were pleading with him, please, please stop. Um, we beg you to stop. Oh, look over there, a shiny object. Go, <laughs> go draw a with a Sharpie on a hurricane map or something like go amuse yourself over there. 
I think that there's a high chance that exactly like you say, Trump would, you know, shoot himself in the foot. Um, so I'm I'm not convinced that it would be a bad thing. All right, Matt, I got to run on. I have some other things to do here, unfortunately. So we'll have to reconvene our conversation again in the near future. People can follow you on Beyond Politics wherever podcasts are found, right? Absolutely. Beyond Politics on all the podcast platforms. Great uh, slate of guests. And we're also on YouTube if you like to watch. I I know you were talking about Facebook Live. People should check you out there. And uh, we're on YouTube frequently with clips and full shows. Blue Amp channel. Just uh, just search for it on YouTube. All right, Matt, always good talking to you. We'll do it again sometime soon. Thanks, my friend. Thanks so much, Howard. All right, Matt Robeson, uh, political analyst for us, former campaign consultant, former congressional staffer here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 10 till the hour. Bob, what's the story you've got here about uh, there was a, an attempt made, or what was the story? It was almost like West Wing, Howard. Do you remember the episode where uh, somehow Chloe goes to the bar with the staffers? Yes, yes, yes. She's standing there. Some guys are bothering her. Uh, Charlie goes up, and then Sam goes up, and they... They want to pick a fight with these guys. And Sam says, man, you guys are going to have a bad day in about 10 <laughs> seconds. Right. Remember that? They p- hit the panic button in the, the Secret Service. Secret Service come flying in with their guns drawn. I guess late last night in Georgetown, Naomi Biden, I guess that's the president's granddaughter, is a student there. And uh, someone picked the wrong car to try to steal. Oh. Uh, I guess there was even shots fired, Howard. Yikes. Uh, the, the Secret Service. I, I, she must be under uh, Secret Service protection. Probably would be. But yeah. just like Mark Harmon, he went out there and he stopped them, said, uh, get away from that vehicle, and I guess some shots were fired. Wow. Yeah, you picked the wrong car on the yeah. wrong. Bad yeah. night, guys. I don't mean to make fun of it. No, it's, I'm not laughing at it, but that's yeah. It's like, oh man, did you guys pick the wrong, the wrong car to take a stab at tonight? All right, uh, story about that probably on ABC coming up at the top of the hour. We'll see if the Big Seven is working on. We may have uh, Brenda or Bob coming by a little bit uh, in a minute or two, and if not, Bob Slider and I will have a few things to deal with. As the Watchdog Morning Show continues for a Monday. CalCruth Residential Roofing, locally owned and operated for 100 years, offers a wide range of services from roof replacement to gutters and downspouts, maintenance and repairs, 24-7 emergency response, and new construction. They have you covered. Whether you're looking for shingles, slate, tile, metal, or rubber, CalCruth Residential Roofing has the perfect roof solution for your home. Plus, all of their shingles come with a 50-year warranty, and they are a master elite certified contractor. CalCruth Residential Roofing is voted number one roofer in Ohio Valley and is ranked top 10 roofers in the country reputation experience results check out our residential showroom floor at the highlands or call 304-230-1200 the timeless sounds of polka live here join us 9 to 11 a.m on sundays for the polka showcase with rich biella sunday mornings never sounded so good Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. 
That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Mornings are darker. Leaves turn brighter. Nights are cooler. Enjoy your fall season with us every weekday here on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. are a little concerned that maybe my mind is slipping a little bit. I don't. Have you given them reason, Howard? Well, I just forgot what day of the week it was. A minute or two ago, we could begin with that. Over the weekend, I mentioned we were at a baby shower, and um, we had to fill out little index cards and put in your name and address. I uh, I spelled my own name wrong. Yeah, we better keep an eye on that, Howard. Yeah. If you forget your name and we... Uh... No, we better maybe. And all have a morning long, I don't know that the people on Facebook Live could see this, but I have been looking every for the last three hours. I've been looking, looking, looking. There's a piece of paper that I know I should have here, and I can't find it. I don't know where it is, and I just found that it was sitting right in front of my face. It was sitting right over here. Yeah, there, there it is. Right, right here, right here, right here. It is in front of me. So um, I don't know. Maybe the kids have something. Uh, maybe the kids have something to. Uh, 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 to talk about when they say I'm not quite—I uh, don't know. Six before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is—it's um, getting warmer. Uh, it was a cold morning when Bob and I came in this morning. We were ro- ro- roaming right around freezing. We're pushing up closer to 40 right now. 36 at the airport, 36 at the Highlands, 38 in Elm Grove, and 39 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be sunny throughout the day as well. Let's see what our friends over the Big Seven are working on. And for that, we go to Bob Westfall. Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Howard. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, working from the Fortress of Solitude uh, <laughs> today. So. You're, you're, in, you're uh, in seclusion. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, basically, yes. Yes. No, uh, no cameras, please. Okay. <laughs> I got my Facebook Live uh, feed on this morning. Uh, we're going to one of these days soon have our cameras turned on in here. We have all new cameras in the studio. We're setting up to be a like an actual video feed, but we're not ready for that just yet. But I've been running a little yeah, fa- yeah. running a little Facebook Live just for people to be reminded that we're here. Yeah, yeah, we really did a good story on the studio. Yeah, well, and, and oh, I, I told oh, you. Oh wait, we haven't done it yet. You, well, you gotta wait till every till we, you know. All the equipment is here. It's just, you know, we don't look very pretty. And people who are watching me on Facebook Live are saying, boy, that's for sure. (laughs) Just do the rest like you do the rest of your show and just fake it. Oh, very good. Very good, Bob. See, you're on top of your game there this morning, huh? You're on the top of your game. Uh, (laughs) What do you got going on today? What's happening? Um, (laughs) All right, some things we're working on today. Uh, Mountville police officers, we got some new officers. Uh, always like to do these stories when we see the uh, law enforcement is uh, finally 
picking up the, the, the numbers. Uh, as you know, a lot of them left for the oil and industry. Um, so uh, Mountville PD is swearing in some new officers. We'll have that. Okay. Jake will pick that side for five. Uh, uh, big news out of uh, Mingo Junction. Uh, JSW just got a huge grant uh, to expand their uh, rail system, oh. basically to plan things for the arc furnace. Uh, you know, before COVID, they were talking a billion-dollar investment in this place. But now with COVID and stuff like that, it's kind of like they're back to square one. So kind of excited to see what they've got coming up. Um, also, uh, Thomas uh, Chrysler's kicking off their Veterans Tree, Freedom Tree. Love this. This is something special for veterans in the area. Uh, if you want to help them out, uh, check out Thomas Auto. So we're going to do a story on that. And then a um, couple drug busts over the weekend. High-speed chase up in Columbiana County. All that information is going to be on our website, WTRF.com. Those kind of things we're working on today. All right. All coming up today, noon 5, 6, 10, 11, 530 of the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com and with Channel 7, uh, the news app and the Storm Tracker 7 app uh, on your smartphone or tablet. You're never far away from knowing what's going on here in the upper Ohio Valley. All right. Well, you stay warm there in the Fortress of Solitude, and we'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow. Sure thing. Thanks, Howard. All right. It's uh, Bob Westfall from the Big Seven. Howard, you have off the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Uh, Howard, you have Trump derangement syndrome. You're off your rocker. I might be off my rocker, but I don't think I have <laughs> Trump derangement syndrome. I think I've got a uh, pretty good understanding of uh, how mentally unbalanced that man is. Um Seriously, inject cleaner into ourselves. Pretty much everybody and their brother, except for the Democrats, realized he was kidding about that. Come on, man. Boy, I'm, I don't know if you saw, I, I assume, because this is somebody who's a you know, reasonably smart texter, smart-ass texter, too. But um, <laughs> if you saw that way back when Trump was in office and the day he talked about injecting the stuff into your system, he wasn't joking. It was not a joke. Not a joke at all. He was, he was serious about that. And that's why the... Uh, the, the health officials looked at him like, uh. So, um, no, uh, pretty much everyone their brother did not know that. Pretty much everyone and their brother knew he was crazy. 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 Oh, wait. I'm starting to act that way now, too. I'll tell you what's crazy. If we believe there's only two, two people, not only men, two people in this country only, Joe Biden or Donald Trump that can run this country. Yeah, that's what's crazy, Howard. It, well, you know what, though? Broaden that out to every election. Do we believe there are only, you know, that the, the, the two choices we get are the best choices? I don't care whether it's, you know, Kennedy and Nixon or whatever. The best, per we never get the best person. The best person, to, we only get the best of who's running. And if you choose to run, you probably are not the best because the best people stay at home and do other things. Am I going crazy? Just a little bit, but it's the end of the show. Oh, that's a good thing. It's 10 o'clock. ABC covers the world. Donald, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, no. Hoppy Kerchival is coming up next. I am going crazy. See you all tomorrow morning. Get some rest, Howard. Oh. Point one. AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling.